0: Welcome to the podcast. I am the American Maxim, but please do call me Max because we are friends. Today is Friday, January 7th, year of our Lord, 2022. It is also the fifth day of Shabbat, year 57, 82 on the Hebrew calendar. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time. And so let's just jump straight into the podcast. Camilla Harris gave a speech yesterday, but I don't even know who she is. So I'm not going to talk about it. The end. I was going to share this yesterday, but I went on such a tear about what I talked about yesterday that I didn't get to it. So I hold it, held it over to today, but I did want to share with you the, this, the audio from this video that Bethany did, Bethany Mandel, uh, posted it on Twitter a couple of days ago. So, you know, she's just, Bethany to me, but uh, Bethany Mandel. If you're listening from Ricochet.com, if you're a member of Ricochet, if you listen to the Ricochet Superfeed, you'll probably know who Bethany is because she writes for us at Ricochet. She had a podcast for a long time, the Lady Brains podcast. I I produced that podcast. But first of all, Bethany is the mother of five children. And I think her oldest is like seven or or even younger than seven, so they just, you know, she's got a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, things to deal with, a lot on her hands, obviously. So this this is a video of her yelling at her city council on Zoom, which I can relate to because I have done my fair share, I can assure you, of yelling at my, we have a board of selectmen in my town. And it's a small town. So I know all of the board members. There are only three of them. And I have, you know, and, and where they meet is in a small room. So you're sitting there and you're like five feet away from them. And I just, I lose my temper with them uh, all the time. Or I used to because I don't go to the meetings anymore because I would just end up yelling at them. And then you see them, you know, one of um, he's this one particular one is not on the on the board of selectmen anyway, but uh, anymore. But he used to be. And I yelled at him a bunch of times. And, you know, over over political things, you know, local level political things, you know. So his brother is my neighbor. So he'll go over to see his brother and I'm in the yard and he'll come over and we'll talk. And we don't talk about what goes on in the meeting because that's, you know, that's that's separate. That's what you can do when you live in a small town like I do. You can have disagreements about which road should be paved or whether the road should be paved or whether we should be building a new giant library that we don't need because we already have a library, you know, stuff like that. So Bethany is yelling at her. It's actually the county council, I guess, for the county where she lives in Maryland. And it's on Zoom because of COVID, because of their crazy, insane response to COVID. And that's what this video is about. It's about the county council in Maryland is still voting in mask mandates. It's January of 2022. Okay. And Bethany makes that point. It's not March of 2020 anymore. We're not you know, in the dark and scared. We know how to deal with this now, but they are still pushing these mask mandates because they are mask Nazis, they're mask fascists. So here is the audio of Bethany. Uh, you know, she's not, she's not really yelling, she's, but she's clearly very upset. She's quiet yelling. You know, she's not raising her voice, but you can tell that, you know, she's, she's yelling uh, internally. And what you need to know, since it it is, you know, a video, but you're going to listen to the audio, she is holding her youngest child, who's less than a year old, I think, holding her baby while she's doing this because she's sitting in her, in her house. Like I said, it's on Zoom or some other video conferencing software or whatever. And you can see her in the video and then above her in smaller boxes, you can see all the members of this county council who she's talking to. And she's holding her baby because she's a mother and she doesn't have time to do this, you know. So while she's talking, one of the members of the council, this guy Hans something or other, which is a total, I'm sure there are very nice people named Hans, okay? But one of the the guys in Die Hard, one of the terrorists, his name was Hans. Or was that the brother in Die Hard 3? Anyway, you get my point, okay? Hans is like a villain name. Okay, it just is. And you can see in the background uh, background of his house that he has the Obama Hope poster on the wall behind him. You know which one I I mean the the hope poster, you know, with the weird colors and everything. So that's this guy Hans Obama boy and very clearly while Bethany is talking, you can see him looking down and it's probably his phone. He's probably looking at his phone while she is talking he is one of the elected officials he's clearly bored with her and has no intention of listening to her so here it is it's about two minutes and then it just cuts off like in mid sentence because they they like cut her off they like kick her out of the out of the video conference call out of the zoom call or whatever it is Be- well the woman at the beginning says okay you can speak now you have 2 minutes so okay fine she actually went a little over 2 minutes and then they cut her off so i guess that's fair because they they only let you know it's it applies to everybody everybody has 2 minutes so okay fine in my hometown if somebody's going on too long you don't just get shut down. You, you know, somebody says, well, could you maybe wrap it up quickly? And then you wrap it up. I thought that it was really great and that you should hear it. And I mean, I've seen other videos like this of people just losing it with their, you know, whatever the governing body, the governing body is. I'm not sure how local and state government works in Maryland. Here, the county, we have a county commission, but it's, it it doesn't do things like, like this. Like they couldn't impose a mask mandate on us. They don't have the power to do that. This is Bethany Mandel, mother, yelling at her county council.
1: You have two minutes for your testimony, and you may begin when you are ready. Thank you. Um, All of you know who I am because I have been on all of your cases for the last year and a half. The reason for that is because you have made me care when I go into a supermarket with my children, people harass them about wearing masks, or regards of disability, regardless of anything. What you are doing today is discussing not moving the goalposts, but removing them. You do not understand your role as politicians. You are not here to protect me. I can protect myself. My children can protect themselves. You have followed absolutely no data at all throughout this pandemic. All you have done is talk. For two years, all you have done is talk. We are not in March 2020. We understand how to protect ourselves. And by the way, it's not with cloth masks. Thank you very much, Michael Ginsburg. And it is not through mask mandates. Look at all of the data all around our county. It is not different in our county. We are the outliers. When you are keeping this mask mandate forever and indefinitely, which is what you're doing, we all understand what you're doing. You will be hearing from me every two weeks. I understand that you will be passing this. I understand how this county works and I understand how this council works. You do not care to hear from me. Well, guess what? You will continue to hear from me until I can go into a supermarket without people screaming at my six-year-old. I don't, I don't understand why you can't read data, why you can't read information. I have a whole little, whole little thing to read. I'm not doing it because you don't care. You do not care to listen. and then I'm very sorry that I'm bothering you and that this is boring, but you're going to continue to hear from me. And Revive Montgomery County, which is my group that I've started, do you think I have time for this? Do you think I want to be doing this? No. What we will be doing is making sure none of you people are sitting here when we have the opportunity to vote you out. Hans, I'm sorry to bother you while you're on your song. You will not be elected county executive because- This has shown us that you are completely incompetent.
0: Okay, I take it back. She was yelling. She was totally yelling. That's why the audio is distorted. So, uh, yeah, uh, because she was definitely raising her voice. But I approve. More people should do this. More people should be angry. Angry at their local elected officials who are just petty tyrants. They have a little bit of power and they've grasped it and they're not going to let go. They are not going to let go for as long as possible until we, the people, make them, meaning vote them out of office. That's all you can do. You have to vote them out of, out of office. So Bethany mentioned that she started a group. Uh, that's great. Join a group. Create a group. Organize. Get rid of these awful COVID fascists, these mask Nazis, because if we don't get rid of them by voting them out of office, then they will never relinquish power over us. So speaking of masks, if you remember just a couple days ago, earlier this week, I was saying that I was kind of thinking that the narrative is shifting a little bit on masks, the narrative from the left, from the, from the so-called experts, uh, from the mask fascists, the mask Nazis, that it's shifting a little bit, in particular on cloth masks which obviously don't work and they are disgusting and they are dirty and they're just horrible, totally disgusting. I mean, you know it, we all know it. So I pointed out that the experts on TV are now starting to say don't wear a cloth mask. And they're also saying, you know, cloth masks never worked. Yeah. I, I knew that. Thanks. I'm way ahead of you here. But other people are saying, wait a minute, you told us to wear cloth masks. You told us we had to wear masks or we were horrible people or we were, you know, pariahs. You, you made us into pariahs of society. And if we didn't wear a mask, we were grandma killers. You know, we wanted grandma to die. Speaking of Bethany Mandel, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, Google. No, don't Google. Why do I say that? Why, why, why did I, of all people, use Google as a synonym for search? It's amazing how these words just creep into our language. Do an internet search of whatever it is. Search engine you want for Bethany Mandel Grandma Killer. And uh, you'll you'll see a lot of results because way back in the spring of 2020, she said, I want to take my kids to the zoo, the outdoor zoo. I want to take them to the zoo. It's closed down right now. I want to take them to the zoo. Why can't I take them to the zoo? And people called her grandma killer because she wanted to take her kids to the zoo, which was shut down because COVID. Anyway, I digress. So I pointed out the other day that the experts are, are now saying, don't wear a cloth mask. And, you know, they're framing it as don't wear a cloth mask, but the other masks are good. And I said pretty soon, eventually, they'll get to, uh, no, actually, the other masks don't work either. But they told us to wear the masks anyway, because the masking was never about public health. It was about lying to the public, saying to the public, you know, here's something that you can do. Because really, there isn't much that you can do with an airborne virus. So they lied and they said, wear a mask and stay six feet apart. But there's no science behind that. None. If I sneeze, it doesn't matter whether you're six inches from me or six feet or 10 feet. If we're inside, like in an office or in a, a, you know, a, a smallish room or whatever, the virus is going everywhere because it's airborne. So they've actually done studies where they they um, you know they spray an aerosol on one side of an office and within minutes they can detect it on the other side of the office. So this is not new information about airborne viruses and about how masks don't work. At the uh, the federalist, thefederalist.com, Kylie Zempel is the author and she has a great list of all the experts, the so-called experts who are now, you know, changing their tune on masks. So, of course, she, she mentioned Leanna Wen. I've mentioned her multiple times. She's the former head of Planned Parenthood. She likes to kill babies. So she mentions that, of course, uh, Kylie Zempel, the author at The Federalist. But she also links to, uh, here is, it's the doctor of Congress, or the congressional doctor, the, the attending physician of uh, Congress, Dr. Brian Monaghan. He sent a letter to members of Congress saying, uh, quote, This is from his letter. Quote More than 13% of those tested. uh, No, I'm sorry. This wasn't from his letter. This is from a tweet from Punchbowl News, which is a left wing blog. Um, More than 13% of those tested at the Capitol every day have COVID. So (laughs) that's kind of incredible. 13%. Those are people who are mostly all triple vaxxed, right? I mean, Rand Paul isn't. He had COVID in 2020. He doesn't need to be vaxxed and he hasn't gotten the shots. But he's probably one of the only ones, and this in, this includes all the staffers too, and the security personnel, and all of that. Thirteen percent, more than thirteen percent, test positive every single day. That's kind of incredible. So here's a tweet from John Breshnahan. He's the uh, the founder of this Punch Bowl News, this this left wing blog. He tweeted, "Quote uh, Monahan, that's the doctor. Monahan also says." Quote, blue surgical masks, so this is actually the letter from Monaghan, blue surgical masks, cloth face masks, and gator masks must be replaced by the more protective KN95 or N95 masks. End quote. So there's another expert, the attending physician, very hard word to say, by the way, physician, Uh, physician, the attending physician to Congress. He's like, oh yeah, no, cloth masks don't work. Gator masks? No, those, those aren't good. Those are gross, too, because you wear them around your neck, and then you sweat out of your neck, right? I mean, we just do. So you get that all over your gator, and then you pull it up over your face, and then you've got that sweat stuck to your face. That's not hygienic. That's not good. And they don't work. But neither do the surgical masks. So uh, thanks, Doc, but I'm way ahead of you. Cloth masks and surgical masks don't work. And the CDC agrees. At least the CDC in this PDF here that I have that I I can link to, look in the description. This is a PDF on the CDC website. And it says that surgical masks don't work for airborne viruses. This is a PDF. I'm not sure when the PDF was created, but the PDF cites as its source research from 2015. So I assume that this PDF is actually from prior to 2020, from before COVID, but it's still on their website. Quote, this is like a chart comparing uh, the the uh, surgical mask to a N95 respirator. So, and and grading them both on different criteria. So, one of them is filtration. This is for surgical masks. Quote does not at not in capital letters N O T not does not provide the wearer with a reliable level of protection from inhaling smaller airborne particles and is not considered respiratory protection, end quote. So if you are out somewhere today, somewhere shopping where there's like a parking lot, just take a look in some of the cars as you're walking through. I guarantee you will see surgical masks hanging from people's rear view mirrors. But listen to this from the CDC. Quote, use limitations, disposable discard after each patient encounter. End quote. Patient encounter Yeah. Because these masks are for doctors and nurses. They're not for wearing when you run into the hardware store and then you put it back on your rear view mirror when you come back out to your car. That's, that's gross. You're supposed to wear it for, you know, five to 10 minutes while you're, while you're examining a patient and then you throw it out and you get a new one. You don't wear it over and over again for months with your grubby hands and, you know, throw it in the back of your car or, or wherever. So here are the the use limitations for the N95 masks, the N95 respirators. Quote, ideally should be discarded after each patient encounter and after aerosol generating procedures. It should also be discarded when it becomes damaged or deformed, no longer or or when it no longer forms an effective seal to the face or if it becomes wet or visibly dirty, or breathing becomes difficult, or if it becomes contaminated with blood, respiratory, or nasal secretions, or other bodily fluids, end quote. Disgusting. Here is something, here's something really interesting, though, that I noticed from the CDC document. The intended use and purpose for each of these types of masks. For the surgical mask, quote, fluid-resistant and provides the wearer protection against large droplets, splashes, or sprays of bodily or other hazardous fluids. Protects the patient from the wearer's respiratory emissions, end quote. So yeah, you know, if if you're having open-heart surgery, you don't want the doctor to drool into your chest cavity, right? So the doctor wears this surgical mask so that they don't, you know, uh, aspirate would be the right word basically spit, you know, when they're breathing or talking. When you talk, you often, you, know, you don't mean to, but you, you know, so he'll, the doctor might say, uh, uh, hand me the scalpel, uh, nurse. Or I guess at this point, if the chest is open, you're going to, so hand me the suture, nurse. And not even meaning to, spits out of his mouth and the spit goes whoo- plink into your open chest cavity and then you get an infection and you die. So that's what you're trying to protect there with a surgical mask. Makes sense. But listen to this. For N95 respirators, the intended use and purpose. Quote, reduces wearers' exposure to particles, including small particle aerosols and large droplets. End quote. Reduces the wearer's exposure. What happened to uh, wear a mask to protect others? Remember? That's one of the main ways that they were able to ram through all these tyrannical mask mandates. Everywhere. Because... You know, supposedly it was for public health. But if it's just for your own health, reduces the wearer's exposure, you can make your own decisions, right? I mean, for example, in New Hampshire, there is, unlike other states, I realize, but in New Hampshire, there's no law that you have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle because it's your own life. It's the same with seatbelts. You do not have to wear a seatbelt in New Hampshire. There's no law for it. Now, I wear a seatbelt because I value my own life, I don't own a motorcycle, so I, I can't, you know, I don't, can't say about a motorcycle helmet, but it's your own life. So the state should not mandate that you wear a helmet. The, the left will, you know, they still say when you get sick or injured, society pays for it in the end. That's the problem with Obamacare. They mandate that everybody gets this really expensive insurance or that everybody has insurance, and then they say, you know, oh, if you don't have insurance, you'll just be a burden on everybody else right? You're a burden on society if you don't have insurance or if you don't pay your bill or if you go to the hospital. Okay. But again, it's your own life, right? It's your own life. And I've been to the hospital in in Brooklyn where I came out of it and I had a $3,000, $4,000 bill and I paid it. I actually went in and I said, I can't pay this. And they said, okay, we'll reduce it to $2,000. Can you pay that? And I said, I can pay $25 a month and i eventually paid it off the point that i'm trying to make here is that if the state can mandate that that you that they can guarantee your health or force you to be healthy or force you to not take risks like force you to wear a helmet and i realize lots of states do have laws for motorcycle helmets it's just an example that i'm using there's no limiting principle here if the if the state can tell you that you have to wear a helmet to ride a motorcycle to protect your own health, because if you're, you know, are in an accident, you'll probably die if you hit your head. Or if the state can tell you that you have to wear a mask to protect yourself from aerosol, from airborne viruses, where does that end? Where it ends is doing jumping jacks in your living room, like Winston in 1984, with in front of a big screen, and there's an agent of the state monitoring you in your own house to make sure that you're putting enough effort, you know, into into your jumping jacks. That's where it ends. So they lied to us about masks. They said, it's not for you. It's for everybody else. It's for grandma. Wear the mask to protect others. But it was a lie. Now they're saying that cloth masks and surgical masks don't even work. And again, the CDC, surgical masks are not considered respiratory protection, according to the CDC. Here's also uh, webmd.com dated December 29th, 2021, just last week. Quote, Are you still wearing a cloth face mask? Amid the rapidly spreading Omicron variant, experts stress that we all should swap cloth masks for N95 respirators. For background, N95 respirators are tightly fitting masks that cover your mouth and nose and help prevent contact with droplets and tiny particles in the air from people talking, coughing, sneezing, and spreading in other ways, end quote, right. So again, cloth masks don't work, neither do your typical surgical mask that everybody wears under his chin, and N95 masks are to protect you from others. And it's obvious, too, that the mask would, if, if you accept that the mask works, okay, and again, I think there are issues with the size of the virus, okay, because it's an airborne virus. So the virus is certain number of microns large, the mask has holes in it. You can breathe through the mask, right? Otherwise you would die. So you can breathe through the mask. So air is getting through the mask. So the question is, are the holes in the mask, no matter how small, are they smaller than the virus? But it's obvious that even if you accept that the mask would stop the virus, that it would only stop the, the virus from getting in, not out and here's why because when you breathe in when you're wearing an N95 mask that's fitted tightly to your face that forms the seal that they talked about when you breathe in there's a seal because the mask is tightly uh you know connected to your face molded to your face over your nose and under your chin and there's a seal between your skin and the mask so you're only breathing in through the mask cuz the point of the mask is to filter the air that is getting through because air does get through that's how it protects you. But when you breathe out, that's not what happens. There's no seal. When you breathe out, the, the air goes out around the mask, the edges of the mask. That's, you know, that's why people who have glasses, their glasses fog up. I mean, that's obvious. So th- these masks don't protect other people from an airborne virus. When you breathe out through a mask, either it goes out around the sides of your mask, and lots of people wear them very loosely fitted, so it's not even hard for it to go out sideways. Or some of these masks have like a little a, you know exhaust port I don't know what you'd call it, basically an exhaust port, so the air goes out through that so if you accept that masks filter the virus it's only on the way in it's not on the not on the way out so you wearing a mask does not protect me I'd have to wear a mask too, except for that I have a beard, so I can never get a tight seal with a mask. The mask is never going to fit me properly so you know what's what's next is Montgomery county you know Maryland the council that the board that uh, Bethany was yelling at, are they going to not only mandate masks, but mandate that, uh, you know, if I lived there that I had to be clean shaven, mandate that all men be clean shaven? Because the mask, it definitely doesn't work if you have a beard. If you accept that it, that it works, it, it doesn't work if you have a beard. And it also doesn't work if you wear it under your chin like everybody does, or if you touch it constantly and hang it from your rearview mirror in your car. It just doesn't work. And now the experts are finally admitting it. Masks don't work. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. So as I mentioned yesterday, I've I've done 50 episodes. This is actually episode 51. It's been th- about 3 months since I started doing the podcast. I really enjoy it. Unfortunately, it's very time consuming. It takes about 4 hours each day. So, you know, reading stuff, figuring out what I'm going to talk about, recording, editing, publishing. So it's the thing that takes the most amount of time in my day. And unfortunately brings me the least amount of income, which is zero. And I, so I need to do a very sober evaluation of where the podcast is at and where it's going. And the reason that I started it off as a daily podcast from the beginning, Monday through Friday, is I figured that that's the only way that I might get anyone's attention. And hopefully I got your attention that way. And And again, I love talking to you every day. And I so appreciate your time. And I just thank you for listening. But, you know... I've been doing it daily. I I did take Thanksgiving Thursday and Thanksgiving Friday off and the Monday after Christmas, but I've been doing it five days a week since the middle of October. And I can look now. I didn't even look at my download numbers for the first month and a half. My download numbers are okay, but they're not good enough. And that's okay. I I don't want you to think I'm complaining. I'm just saying. So I I can't continue to do the podcast five days a week. That's, That's what it comes down to, unfortunately, because... Well, the reason is it's, it's not going to pay the mortgage. So I'll be back in some form, but not on Monday. But when I do come back, we'll start with the Psalms or the Puh Psalms, as former Vice President Joe Biden says. And remember, every gun is loaded. God bless America. God bless you. And I will talk to you at some point in the future. I promise. Thank you.